0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Back to Basics, Reconnecting to the Essence of You. Former pop star, philanthropist, and a master coach in the art of being unmessable with, Jocelyn herman Saccio has been leading transformative courses for more than 30 years. She has worked with and impacted over 200,000 people directly in the areas of business, family, self-expression, fulfilling their vision, resolving conflict, and overall well-being. Her nonprofit, United Global Shift, has worked with leaders from over 20 countries. She has been featured in too many media outlets to mention, but Time Magazine, The Huffington Post, New York Times, NBC, ABC, CBS should give you the gist of it. Hello, Jocelyn, and welcome to Back to Basics. Thank you so much for having me. It's so good to be with you. I'm very, very excited because, you know, any time you get to interview, I think you're one of 24 landmark worldwide coaches in the world, right? I w-
1: I was for 30 years. I oh. completed about a year ago, but for 30 years, I led and
0: designed courses and trained leaders. At markets, My heart and soul. Yeah. So, so definitely I know that this is going to be an incredible episode. So, I know you're based in New York. I don't know if you are from New York, but I always start every interview asking about the younger version of yourself. So, who young Jocelyn was. What you dreamt about, I have a, a, there's a big spoiler alert. I'm not going to say it, but I know that we're (laughs) going to have a good story here. And really what you dreamt about doing and and who do you thought you were going to become? Well, I
1: am from New York to address your first question. So I was born and raised in Manhattan, which is very unusual, like a (laughs) native, a real native New Yorker, right? And when I was little, my biggest dream was to be a singer. And Mm -hmm. I would sing to anything or anyone that would sit still, my dog, my stuffed animals, (laughs) you know, whoever. And I remember when I was five years old, uh, my father had been a painter. In fact, he painted the painting behind me right here. And I noticed oh, at five beautiful. that he had stopped painting. So I, it, he's wonderful. He's incredible. He's now oh, got, yes. a, you know, a, a whole studio and he paints. He's 90 this year. Crazy. Right. Oh, wow. But at that time, yeah, I, I, it's really my parents moved me to tears. But at that time, when he had stopped painting, I asked him, why'd you stop painting? you know, when I was five. And he said, well, you can't do your art as your career. So Mm -hmm. yeah, really. And at five, it wasn't so much that he said that because he said a lot of things to me that I didn't listen to, but Mm -hmm. I said it to myself in that moment. I said, okay, Mm -hmm. note, you can't do your art as your career. So that became like um, a lid on what Mm -hmm. was possible. So I gave up on that dream because I needed to have a career. I mean, at five, you know, can you imagine? (laughs) Yeah, I, go in- <laughs> exactly. I got to pay the rent, you know. So I figured I'll go into business or I'll do something, you know, maybe I'll be a lawyer or something like that. So that became like my pathway until I did a transformative program at Landmark. And I realized... I, and you were how old at this point? Sorry. 21. I mean, I mm-hmm. originally did transformative work when I was 11. So, mm-hmm. and that was because of my parents. My My mother did a transformative program when my parents were separated and going to get divorced. And then a year later, my dad did it and they got back together. And they just celebrated
0: 65 years together. Oh my God. That's so beautiful. It is beautiful. So no, no two struggling marriages. No, you I mean, can change the course of the You marriage. can create
1: anything if you're <laughs> yes. willing to give up whatever stories or limits or limiting beliefs that you have, which then perfectly segues into what happened for me when I then was about 21 and was reviewing a program, you know, a transformative program, because it's always good to keep your skill, you know, to review every once in a while because you're a different person every few yes. years. You have different dreams. And I saw in that program, like a flash of that moment when I was five years old in the car mm. with my dad asking him that what qu- came up. I hadn't thought about it for, you know, 15 years. And I realized that that wasn't the truth, that you can't do your art as your career. And I had been living since I was five, like that was the truth. Not like that was something I said in the infinite wisdom of five, mm. but that was like, real, like as real as this lip balm, you know? And um, in that moment, something shifted for me. And what had seemed really real and solid became malleable. Hmm. And I left that program and it was like I was in a new world. I saw things I didn't see, like opportunities that became actionable. And within three months, I had a record deal.
0: Oh, my God. Which is
1: insane because, you that know, it's insane. because you can't do your art as your career. <laughs> <laughs> but That's- really, I was like, I can. Do this. And then I fulfilled that dream. Then our 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 record went number one, which was completely unpredictable. We were the next number one. This was uh, 30 years ago. So this is, you know, quite a long time ago. But Whitney Houston had been number one for like a hundred million weeks with I Will Always Love You. <laughs> and we were the next number one. That's our
0: little claim. That, that is amazing. And and the name of your group was. Boy Boys, crazy, with boy crazy. Yes. I and, understand. and that's incredible. And I, you know, I have to say, doing the research for this interview, I went and I heard, I listened to the song and I was living in Venezuela at the time, but I remember the song. Do you? Yeah, I know that I have heard that song. Of course, I was coming to the US a, uh, many times, but uh, I do remember the song. So was, congratulations. Thank that you. Was it like, was a great oh, wow. song. And it
1: was, it was the most played song on the radio that year.
0: And the name of the song is so That's, that the audience.
1: <laughs> so you can go see the videos yeah. of me and Thai. Everybody's curious. You look <laughs> great,
0: by the way. Thank
1: <laughs> you. Uh, it was called That's What Love Can Do.
0: That is like, it's very catchy. So you all check it out and you say, oh my God. Yeah, that was a nice surprise because I was already admiring everything you're doing, you know? And then you say, what? Like she She had a number one. Year. This is amazing. It feels
1: like a lifetime ago, you know, because that was before I created my family. But my point, you know, with that, that that was not the only dream I ever fulfilled. I just started to become like a dream machine. I could fulfill like any dream I wanted. So I got committed to other people having access to that ability. And that's when I started to develop the art of being unmessable with, when I started leading at Landmark and you know, developing courses with the people at Landmark and training people to lead at Landmark so that people could have access to transformation, whether it's through companies that I did work with or my own you know, creation, this whole world of being unmessable with, which is sort of like what I wanna leave as a legacy to people, that they don't have to get thrown by circumstances, they can have the life of their dreams now, not someday. Yes. You know, we we live such a someday life. And I know that, you know, your mission has to do with people, you know, realizing their dreams and being their dreams and not being stopped and not being thrown. So it made me so happy to have the opportunity to be with you.
0: Well, I love it. I love it. And, you know, because one of the things that I, I'm also a big dreamer, and I always have said that when I think about my, my mission, I, I've always liked to to say, I like to make the impossible possible. I'm with you. That's like Audrey Hepburn.
1: Do you know that quote? No. I'll misquote it, but she says something like, nothing is impossible. In fact, the very word says, I'm possible.
0: Oh, yeah. I've heard about the impossible, am possible, but I didn't know. Oh, that's that's good. But it's, yeah, like it, for, forever, you know, even when I met my husband, I, we met on Matcha Calm 18 years ago when really meeting somebody that was quality was really unheard of. Like people say, oh, what well, you meet online these days is like now you have so many uh, success stories, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Of people, you know, because I say I have two kids with th- this guy I met online. But, you know, for me just, and, and I never went in saying, I'm going to prove this is possible. No, but just we're open to the possibility that it could indeed be possible. And it's, it's so empowering. It's a different space to live in where
1: you're coming from things are possible versus why they can't happen. It's two exactly. different worlds,
0: you know? Exactly. Exactly, And it's really hard sometimes when you talk to people and they are in that mindset, It's almost like I've come to be very uh, like it's isolating unless you surround yourself with other people that are like you, which I think is one of the secret sauces for, you know, just really getting the life you want. Would you agree? I totally agree. In fact, in my methodology,
1: you know, the first step is, first of all, to get clear about your dreams, which a lot of people aren't clear about their vision and their dreams because they're so busy dealing with life they're looking down, not up and out into what do they really want, you know? Mm. So that's one thing I do with people. And then we look at, okay, what gets in the way? What messes with you? What are the reasons and the Mm -hmm. justifications for why you can't meet somebody online or, you know, get a record deal or whatever it is that is your dream, you know, have an art studio, whatever it is. So what are the reasons? What are the justifications? What are the things that hook you Mm -hmm. and sends you down that world where you're in the world of justifying why it can't happen or being afraid or stopped or whatever it is that stops you. So then I look at that, we dismantle that, and we get people to get to like a neutral place where they have the reasons, but it's to the side. Now they're in like this neutral space, and then we create a new pathway, Mm -hmm. a place to come from that is heart driven that is your vision that is your dream but not like a someday i'm going to meet this goal like a space that mm-hmm. they want from life like magic i noticed that in in some of the things that i read about you you know just being able to create that kind of magic in life because people get especially successful people they get into a mode of managing what they've created versus creating what they created And that's Mm. a muscle that I work on with people to keep people in the world of creation versus reaction or management or survival
0: like that. Mm, That's powerful. I love that. And I love the idea of um, creating muscle on that side of the world. And so I'm curious because a lot of people say, well, yeah, like you in three months, you ended up with a record deal. If you could put like one catalyst or one thing that you did when you took that transformative course, and then the opportunity presented itself. Could you could you pe? I, I can tell you exactly
1: it? what it is. It's yeah. not even you know like blurry. I took actions consistent with being a singer. I started to introduce myself to people as a singer, which before I had that breakthrough was like, I'm a loser. You know, like I couldn't say I'm a singer because to me, a singer is a starving artist. And because that disappeared, that constraint, that limit disappeared, I was able to start introducing myself to people as a singer. I recorded a demo within a week. I had friends that were all artists. So, I mean, I knew people that, you know, I could sing their songs or whatever. And then a girlfriend of mine called me and said, you know, oh no, she didn't call me. This woman called me, this stranger called me. And she goes, we met this girlfriend of yours, my girlfriend Felice, and she auditioned for this group that we're putting together. But she told us that she's not right for it because she's more dancer, and not a singer. And she said that you're a singer. Now, She never would have said that if I hadn't been introducing myself and sharing with people that I was a singer. She goes, and she said, you're really right for it. Do you want to come in and
0: audition? Wow. That is, I love it. I love it. It's the power of just believing in yourself, saying it, because there's something that shifts a hundred percent. I remember, and I've spoken about this when I said I wanted to do a podcast over 200 episodes ago. Wow. Uh, And my friends looking at me like I'm an extraterrestrial and it's like and people creating these stories about she might be quitting her job. She's not liking her job. I haven't changed anything. I just created space for this podcast because I love these conversations. I love meeting people like you through other people that I have met that I also. met, And it's just the amount of inspiration I get from it. Mm, beautiful makes me want to keep doing it. And so many other avenues have opened just because of that, just because I keep doing it. Every, and people say, are you monetizing it? Are you doing this? And like I don't do my podcast to monetize. If that comes, I'm not going to complain. Well, you know. But it's not the motivator, you know, it's not what drives me. And, and just for me, it's just one conversation at a time. And the most inspiring thing is when you get that text, from somebody that you haven't talked in, a, in ages or that you don't know and say this episode, Mm. was exactly what I needed to hear today. And he's not even one of my favorite episodes. But there's nothing better than that because you know you've made an impact and
1: you've left a mark on somebody and you don't know what it is that you might, you might say something that to you is just a throwaway. But then when you hear back going, you know, when you said that thing and I'm like,
0: I don't remember saying that thing, but okay, I'm so glad that it made a difference for you. (laughs) Exactly. Or interviewing you, you know, because you have In my view, that's why it's so compelling. I want to hear about everything, about how we become a messable with and the program and all you're doing. But, You know, the whole process is uh, people have these dreams. I want to be, usually they revolve around being a singer, being a a musician, a dancer, an actor.
1: Or starting a company or having a family. I mean, I work with a lot of
0: people one-on-one
1: that have visions of tripling their business. That's their dream. Or selling their company or, you know, bringing a product to market. There's all sorts of dreams that people have.
0: Absolutely. And, And I think but of the unconventional ones, you are like one that say, oh, she did it. You know, and then you look how you use all that you created into now helping others and also getting in business and and doing other things. So it's almost like it's not a straight path and it's not a committed path. It's not like because I'm doing this, I cannot do the other stuff.
1: No, I live very much from the space of I can have it all. Now, you can't do it all because you're a person, but I have very powerful people around me. I have a team of people that are incredible. I mean, from my husband of almost 30 years, you know, I have three mm-hmm. children that are all pretty much, I mean, my youngest is 17 now, so oh my, God. And my oldest is going to be 27. Uh, so. Holy and she's married. So I mean, like, so <laughs> so I and my parents and my, you know, friends and the people who work with me and work for me. And so I have surrounded myself with people that are incredibly powerful and leaders so that they can work with me. It takes a village to create anything worth creating and anything you can create on your own is probably going to be limited in impact. So Mm -hmm. I'm very big on teams and surrounding yourself with people who are up to stuff in their life, you know, creating an environment of dreams being fulfilled versus reasons being stated over and over again, justifications Mm -hmm. being solidified. So for sure, I come from having it all. And, you know, I have an entertainment company for the last 25 years. That's what I started with way back when, when I wanted to empower artists to fulfill their dreams in the the entertainment business. So I have that business. I have the nonprofit. I work in the community. You know, I take care of my parents who are aging 90 and 92 this year. And yeah, I mean, they're, you know, and I'm living part-time in Paris, part-time in New York, part-time at my parents. I've been able to create, you know, everything I ever wanted to create, including working with companies, working with hundreds of thousands of individuals to support them in fulfilling their vision and dreams. That's like the biggest thing I've been able to accomplish, not the record deal. I mean, that was great, but empowering thousands of people to fulfill their dreams, that's worth fulfilling.
0: Oh, that is so so good. I knew I knew this was gonna be one of those that I'm leaving the in inter- I'm gonna leave the interview like yeah, and I'm a dreamer yes. already. So <laughs> beware, <laughs> beware. Game on! That's what I like to say. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So tell us a little bit about the methodology you created. You have courses going on, of course. Your web page is gonna be on, on the show notes, but tell us a, a, a little bit about that.
1: Well, what happened was I was at Landmark for a very long time, right? So what I was doing was little spurts. I Wrote a few books, you know, one called The Promise Effect, which is all about using your word and promises to create a future that wasn't going to happen anyway. When you think about Mm. it, promising really is like a crafter of a future. You know, you make a promise and all of a sudden there's a future that wasn't. I promised to be on this podcast and that was now a future that wasn't going to happen anyway before I made that promise. Right. So yeah, promising yeah. is very, very powerful. And then I wrote another book about promises with uh, somebody that I did my nonprofit with. So somebody from the UN mm-hmm. and working with leaders from around the world. So I was doing things to empower people outside of Landmark always from my entertainment company to, and and I would do press interviews and all of that kind of stuff. So when I decided to complete my life's work at Landmark, you know, after 30 years, I took three months and I was like, maybe I'll write a book. You know, I'll write a book called The Art of Being mm-hmm. Unmessable with. I've been talking about it for a hundred years. You know, I'm just gonna, you know, start mm-hmm. that. So I, I went to Europe for a month to Paris. And I was like, I'm yeah, awesome. it was great, except I didn't write one page of this book that I thought I was gonna write. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I think I'll just eat some
0: food and, <laughs> having some and a little rose. Exactly. <laughs>
1: so but what became clear to me after about three months was I, I wasn't gonna write a book just yet. I wanted to write a course because that's what I do. I design transformative programs. So I wrote a five-week course called Creating the Foundation for Being Unmessable With, and I just beta tested it. And it Mm -hmm. went really, really well. And then I kind of revised it and launched a pilot version of it uh, this year. And in the midst of all this, I said, okay, well, you know, it's one thing to do a five-week course, but people have to have something that's a little bit simpler or quicker, you know, that they can just participate in. So I started to design offerings, like a free five-day promise game that they could develop mm-hmm. muscle with their word. And then I have um, a five-day, you know, very low-cost thing called the dream source discovery process, which is where you can discover the source of your dreams. Like, why do you have the dreams you have You know, why do you have the goals you have? What's behind it so that you can access that space that we talked about earlier? And then I was like, okay, so I guess I'll do some one-on-one coaching because people were asking me. So now I have a whole one-on-one process. And then after the Mm -hmm. beta test, people were like, well, what's next? I was like, I don't have anything. I guess I'll do some group coaching. So I just have been organically, (laughs) you know, kind of creating what was there to create And I joined forces with two colleagues of mine for year, you know, for 20 years, we worked together and they have a company called Mission B. And I just joined forces with them this year to provide corporate consulting and have people really live from their calling and have their companies be an expression and pathway for that versus just business as usual. So I've been very much just kind of doing what's happening as it's arising, I didn't have some master plan. I don't have like a marketing. I don't I mean, I like make mostly do my own website. I mean, like, I'm just completely just making this up as Mm -hmm. I go along. And I said to people, like, I'd love to do some podcasts. And they just introduced me to people. I was like, I just want to, you know, make as many people as possible have the tools to be unmessable with. And Being unmessable with is not being tough. It's not being callous. It's about being able to stay true to your dreams and your vision and who you really are, no matter what circumstance you're dealing with, no matter what Mm. life throws at you, because life throws stuff at us. And it's easy to be unmessable with when everything's lovely, you know, but who are you going to be when your mother has a stroke? Or when your husband loses his job or when the stock market tanks 500 points or whatever, you know, is happening. Or when you get diagnosed with something, you know, you have a suspicious
0: mammogram or whatever happens. Yeah. Like just went through it. Exactly. So I can, right. Don't, <laughs> I, I mean, them. every that's, time. That's a moment where you look at fear in the eye. And you have to deal and with it. You really know. Yeah. And you are all you have. And as you say, you will discover your core, who you are at that moment, it's very empowering, very scary, but very empowering at the yeah. same time. And everything went well good. Up, I by was going to say, so, the right yes, same thing with me. I mean, I had to go through
1: that as well. And you know, so many things we go through, but so many people go down a tunnel of being a reaction to what's happening versus keep creating, no matter what's happening. And that's sort of the muscle. That's what I train people in moving from the world of reaction, which is normal for all of us and whatever messes with you or hooks you or thwarts you or, you know, gets you off track to being able to continually create what you're committed to, act on what you're committed to and fulfill on what you're committed to.
0: Yeah, one of my favorite spiritual teachers, Pema Chodron, mm. I'm sure you're familiar with it. She calls it triggers or shempa. And they it's amazing once you start paying attention to those triggers, what it does, because you see it like dangling in front of you, right? And you say, am I going to? And, and she says, there's two two paths after that. You either bite it and go to the path of suffering created by your <laughs> totally. own story, by your own thing, or you kind of resist which is very hard but then you are in a quieter place in a controlled place and and you know when you hear it like that it's just so easy when that moment comes and of course at some point you you bite it and you know it's like unfortunately it's like the fast food you eat knowing that know, you're gonna feel horrible on the, on the last bite <laughs> it's
1: like, like that was great go, except not now yeah. yes yeah
0: Exactly, and that, but you—that doesn't mean you—you you didn't enjoy what you had. But then you know, you know what where it's going to take you, and so that is also uh, incredible, uh, powerful in terms of how you describe what it means to be unmessable with, because it takes—it takes knowing who you are, as you and said.
1: I'll take what you just said a uh, one step further. So yes, there's biting it and going down that road. There's resisting it, but resisting it can only work so much because, you know, you can like hold off. But if you don't have another road to go down, like something you've created, at some point you're going to go down that road because it's got more muscle. You know, you have more brain. Your brain Mm -hmm. is designed to survive. So you have brain patterns that are grooved in for those kind of reactions or triggers as you call them i call them red flags but yep. like you yep. know triggering yep. events and then you go down that road and it's it's easier for your brain to do that because it's already grooved the other road is sort of unpaved with lots of trees in the way and you know so you have to carve that road it takes much more effort to do that now it's doable you have to build the muscle to be able to do it and you can retrain your brain but what i do after you know being able to see the trigger not go there is, okay, now where am I going to go? Not, I'm just going to resist the trigger. I'm going to, I'm creating a whole other road. Mm -hmm. And that's where people Mm -hmm. develop themselves in the art of being unmessable with, because that's the world of being able to create moment to moment versus react, resist, react, resist. Okay. But now what? React, resist, react, resist. I got to have someplace else to go. That's what we do.
0: Absolutely. No, I, I, I told, because I'm like that, I look for whether, but resting in the gap, learning to rest in the gap that that mm. two paths create. I think that's what being okay mm. with being okay, like being okay with knowing that you have a choice. That, that that emptiness, that's how, you know, they call it when you meditate, they call it, yeah, yeah. The, the empty space. It's powerful because there's a lot of those empty spaces that, you know, that if we move too fast, I feel that we also don't become aware or conscious of what's, of that yeah, internal it's struggle. Important. And that, 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 that empty
1: space, which is so important to get to, doesn't last because, physically you know the universe doesn't tolerate empty space something's going to fill it and that's kind of the principle behind the work that I do is yes get to that empty space but now you better freaking fill it because if you don't fill it that whole other world is going to fill it by default
0: absolutely I totally agree I I totally agree and see that and that's yeah and then sometimes you get called crazy because you want to fill it with the creation creative power and And when you don't live in, you know, when people that surround you are not in that same space, it becomes very challenging. Well, that's one of
1: the things I also work on with people in my creating, when I create the foundation for being unmessable with, is being someone who can ask the people around you what their dreams are. What is their vision? So you become mm-hmm. someone who not only is fulfilling on what you want, you're eliciting from people their dreams and visions and goals so that they can be doing that as well. Because if they're not in that game, as you say, it's kind of like you're one little spark with no oxygen. Good luck. You're gonna get doused out by all mm-hmm. the drama and reasons and opinions and you know cynicism and all of that. So it's important to create an environment of oxygen which is really creating an environment of people fulfilling their dreams, their visions. People in conversations about what they want, not
0: why they can't have it. I love it, and I can tell you have a lot of oxygen around you <laughs> because then you created a nonprofit called United Global Shift. I'm very curious. Tell us more about that work. Well, it's interesting. I, I did a, again,
1: I did a course, you know, myself, it's called like the actor's workshop for non-actors. And I just did this course and we kind of created the three acts of our life. And the third act was never going to get fulfilled. It was kind of like this. You were just going to create something that you never had to fulfill. So there was like no pressure. So I created that. I was like, you know, had worked um, with the UN on peace because peace is sort of my thing. I have a whole book on peace promises and this whole thing. So anyway, the next week, Somebody comes up to me and goes, you know, I have a friend at the UN that I want to introduce you to. And I was just like, oh my. <laughs> of course you do. You know, abracadabra, which is my tattoo, which it means in ancient Hebrew or Aramaic, with my word, I create. So hmm. I created it. In on a piece of paper, I didn't even share it with anybody. And then all of a sudden this comes into my life, right? So I met a woman there named Dr. Monica Sharma, who became one of my mentors in life. And she's an expert in systemic transformation. She was with the UN for over 40 years. And she's written a book about conscious leadership. And she and I started working together and I learned and started to develop a curriculum For people who are leaders, nonprofits, NGOs that want to cause sustainable change, not like band aid solutions, but actual sustainable change. And I give them the tools to create systemic transformation, not personal transformation, but systems transformation. Because Mm -hmm. no matter how much personal transformation there is on the planet, and there are so many ways to, you know, access transformation nowadays, especially with, you know, the internet, unless we transform the systems, things will never be sustainable. So if you have a, you're bleeding, yeah, you need a Band-Aid, absolutely. But if you have a bleeding disorder, a systemic bleeding disorder, no amount of Band-Aids is going to help you. So you got to deal with the root of the, the symptoms. So that's the methodology for United Global Shift. And I ended up writing that book, Peace Promises, to deal with causing peace on the planet one day at a time, one promise at a time, one person at a time, because the system underneath war is, war is very profitable, you know? And if we could Mm. shift that system to have peace be profitable, we'd have
0: peace. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good point. Great point. I love it. Wow. That's very inspirational. And I mean, all the things we're doing are just, Incredible, and you make it. What I love is that, and I've had guests on the show that have said, "When you are living on purpose, it's easy. Mm -hmm. It just flows, and you can tell because all of you, it just flows. (laughs) You know, it just you are talking about incredible missions and tasks, and you just make it sound like, oh yeah, well, I wrote about the UN in this acting thing I did, and then of course the person show up. It just seems so." Easy, you know, when you have others that have their dreams and they seem as such high mountains that, you know, and they let the weight of the dream really uh, charge upon them.
1: Well, I can relate to it because for 15 years, I had the weight of, you can't do your art as your career or anything that ever stopped me in fulfill. even moving to Paris. It's a perfect example. That for me was always for 40 years, I've been going to Paris and I was, someday mm-hmm. I'm going to live in Paris someday. Da, da, da. Then I did my own course last year when I did the beta test and yeah. I heard myself. I was like, oh my God, I'm living like someday. I'm like, what is, that's not even a real day. What am I talking about? (laughs) And within, you know, a month of that course, I found an apartment and, you know, we agreed to a rent amount and, you know,
0: started living in Paris this year. That is amazing. That is really good. And I I just love everything you're doing. And, you know, I always ask, is there anything that you are excited about? We talk about a lot of things. Any other besides moving to Paris and all these things that that excites you these days that you want to share with the audience?
1: Well, I'm very excited about, you know, having everything not be solid, having everything be in creation mode because I'm constantly creating new offerings and working with people both one-on-one and in groups to support them in fulfilling their dreams. That makes me the happiest is when people fulfill their dreams. I mean, there's only so many hours in the day, so I can't take on so many, you know, more one-on-one clients. That's why I do the courses. That's why I do the groups so that I can reach as many people as possible because because people fulfilling their dreams is my dream. Mm. So that just makes me so happy. And then also, you know, when people disappear, some limiting belief or limit or lid on their life, that makes me so happy. So I'm I'm always wanting to hear from people. But I do have a secret dream, which I'm going to share with you. Oh, man.
0: And she's going to make it happen. Like, unfortunately, that, that- <laughs> if
1: I say it, it's probably going to happen. And you're listening. <laughs> I want to have a podcast called The Art of Being Unmessable With, but I'm kind of like, I don't know how to do it. And it's not like yet something I'm committed to. It's something
0: I'm interested in.
1: Difference, right? We have
0: a call at some point and I will give you all the tricks on how you can be up and running with your podcast in no time. That's an easy one. (laughs) See, to you,
1: see, now this is so perfect
0: though. To me, I have all
1: these like things in the way about, oh, I got to have somebody book guests. I got to do this. I got to
0: get a sponsor. You're like, oh, no, it's easy. I've shared with people and I if you go back into my episodes, there's a a moment in time where I did a few solo episodes, which, by the way, did very well. And I have people asking me, why don't you do it anymore? And the truth (laughs) behind the solo episodes is because I had no guests for that week and it was really hard. And uh, I'm like, who am I going to interview, you know? And so I started doing these solo episodes and then I discovered that they do good. And in fact, I have it on my to-do list to do another one. But you know that now I don't struggle at all, thank God, to get guests. And, you know, I have a, a long pipeline Thank you to everybody, because it's people like you that came through somebody that I interviewed and said, you have to interview her. And it just happens. So, you know, if that's a a thing in your mind, like I'm not going to have guests, trust me, you're going to have it's going to be like you're going to have so many that you cannot publish fast enough.
1: Yeah, believe me, I got a whole bunch of reasons and consider Like, well, then what am I going to ask them? And I'm usually the guest, and maybe I'm not going to be a good interviewer so, and blah, 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 I, blah, blah. I
0: love that. Back to basics is going to manifest your podcast. So deal. That, okay. This, game game deal. on. I love <laughs> it. I love it. So, well, that is fantastic. And, Jocelyn, my last question is besides everything we've spoken about, what other thing makes you tick when Jocelyn is not that trusting in that everything will happen for the best. And you, I'm, su- I'm sure you have those very rare moments where you do feel down. You do feel, how do you reconnect with your true essence?
1: It's all through my word. So, I mean, I had a very, very difficult thing happen this past summer in my family. And I won't go into details because- That's fine, that's yes, fine. But it was a moment where everything that I had been creating kind of disappeared. And I was actually in Paris on a bridge, how appropriate, right? Mm. And I was looking, I was like, okay, now what? I don't have to do anything I had been planning. This is now, all bets are off. And I went to my promises. I have promises for 20 years that I've been honoring. One is to never make anything or anyone wrong, including myself. One is to develop people's ability to be unmessable with. Mm. And another is to listen to who people are so they can hear who they are. And those three promises, I've been developing that muscle for more than 20 years. And that's all I had was my word. And it was in that moment where I created my course, actually, because I was like, this saved my life. It saved my family in that moment, going back to my word. And your word can be your wand, To create anything in your life. And that's what had me design the foundation for being unmessable with, and all the offerings that I do is all from that
0: space. Wow. That's a thanks for sharing that. That's beautiful. And, you know, I'm going to leave the audience with, you know, your word can be your want. That may very well be the title to your episode. I I I love it. I took a lot of notes, but, you know, your word can be your wand as power. Abracadabra. Abracadabra. I love it. I love it. Jocelyn, thank you so much for being part of the show. I really wish you the best. You have an open invitation to this show, but I'm sure my audience very soon will be listening to your podcast <laughs> well. until then, well. I'll be come back. Anytime you need a guest, <laughs> you call me. I'm your we backup. We have a deal. Okay? We have a deal. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And until the new episode of Back to Basics. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Back to Basics. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. If you haven't yet, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or any of your favorite streaming platforms. This is the best gift you can give us. Join me next week for another Back to Basics conversation. And if you want to find out about other exciting things I'm working on, visit LeticiaLatino.com. Thank you, and until the next time.